Ben Jawalski, what's going on? What a time to be alive. John Woolley, you predicted the 22.3 <laughs> open nope. workout. Nope. I didn't predict shit. You even it nailed the sponsor. How did you do that? It was given to me. This uh, this guy messages me and he's like, hey, I hacked the game site. And I'm like, don't screw with me, bro. And he's like, no, seriously, I guess the URL. I guess what he what he did was he figured out all the previous URLs. Yeah, the he, naming and, convention. Yeah, and he figured out their sequence and he guessed the third one. And uh, and he sent it to me and he's like, and so I'm like, this has got to be fake. And so then he sent me the link and it worked. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then I let the life get the better of me and I posted it without thinking and now a bunch of people are pissed off. <laughs> but hey, they should be more pissed off about thrusters and double unders and pull-ups than me, but I yeah. get it. I, I did spoil it, you know, so... I feel, I do feel guilty. I'm not going well, to feel a little bad. You shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad because it's awesome. Drama, drama just makes everything better. Um, and honestly, they should know better than to pre-populate with the um, same naming convention. Come on. Well, that, was, that part is pretty interesting to me when you think about it. like the company's run by a tech genius for God's sakes. I mean, you, yeah, if they don't want it to be found, they were asking for it. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying they were asking for it, but anyway. If, they, if you do the same naming convention, you're asking for it, for sure. Right. Well, what's done is done. Uh, let's let's talk about a number of things. Uh, we'll spend some time talking about how to scale this thing. I had a funny story for you, though. I was um, down in Columbus over the weekend and went to the Arnold, and it's crazy, by the way. And yeah. uh, I'm walking around the floor. I was at the affiliate booth. So it was like a CrossFit booth. Uh, and some woman was there and she recognized me and she's like, Hey, you know, I know you come here. And so I came over and talked to her and she's like, she's like, I listened to your podcast and the tips you guys gave on 22.2 were spot on and helped me so much. Oh, and that's awesome. It was really nice. And I didn't ask her whose tips were better yours or mine. Cause I learned that lesson in Madison to not ask who they like better, but we had uh, the same tips, John, remember? Was yeah, pretty much from the same cloth. Uh, pretty much. But uh, anyway, she was very, very sweet. If I'm remembering right, uh, she was from Brazil. And I forget where her boyfriend or husband or fiance or whatever he was is from. They're from somewhere else as well. But uh, very sweet. So Excellent. That was cool. Uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into this and talk about the workout. 22.3, 21 pull-ups, 42 double-unders, 21 thrusters at the first weight, and then, because there's three weights to this thing, then 18 chest to bar, 36 double unders, 18 thrusters at the second weight, 15 bar muscle ups, 30 double unders, 15 thrusters at the third weight, 12 minute time cap. Man, that's a bunch. Yeah, there's a lot in there. It's a very completable workout for people who have moderate proficiency on the movements. Um, it it's a, I love this workout. I was hoping we had a couple of these uh, in the open, but hey, uh, at least they went out with a bang and it wasn't just deadlifts and burpees. I'm really excited for this because I think this is a this is a great opportunity for a lot of people to see what their bodies are capable of. Because if you notice, even in the, the 55 plus RX division and the scale division, uh, you still need to do chest to bar pull-ups, which is pretty surprising. Uh, I know this has happened before, but like, this is a chance where uh, I think some scaled athletes are really going to surprise themselves and uh, and finally get their chest to the bar, and it's going to be really exciting. 
Uh, and then same thing goes for the RX side. If you're someone who's like kind of on the fence, but you're like, hey, I can, you know what? I can do pull-ups. I can do double-unders. I can't do uh, bar muscle-ups. I would say a lot of people can do this workout RX. And if you happen to make it to those bar muscle-ups, hopefully you make it there with a little bit of gas in the tank and a little bit of time. And uh, you might be able to see some open magic happen. So yeah, I'm super stoked to dig into the strategy. Um, do we have any sponsors we need to shout out first? Uh, we have a couple. Uh, so you can um, is, you know, kind of our long-term sponsor and do they, they saved my bacon over the weekend. <laughs> it was a, it was a fun weekend, uh, over in Columbus. And then we did a bunch of workouts and they were all like 40 minutes long. Jesus, they took forever. Nice. And, uh, you can save my life <laughs> from all of that. So, you know, if you guys have not tried it yet, we talk about it on every episode for God's sakes, but if you've not tried it yet, go to youcan.co and use our code scale. You'll save 20%. This stuff is great. It's a slow burning. It's basically a slow burning carb, although it's a super starch is what they would call it. And I would tell you, it helps me in two ways. It helps me get through long workouts and it helps me get through long work days where I'm not going to get to eat as much and just helps me reduce hunger cravings, which I don't think is what it's designed for necessarily, but huge help for me for that. Yeah. And um, these long workouts, it's just, it's really vital. Now a workout like this one, we're talking about you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to slam one of those bars before a 12 minute workout, but when you're doing a 35 to 45 minute workout, which is what they were over the weekend, it's great. Like absolutely great. So go to youcan.co scale is uh, great for that. And then the, the big one I've been using a lot lately is thirdsy. You still using your thirdsy? Of course. I uh, took it last night, actually slept. It was interesting. Um, the last few nights, uh, other than last night, uh, I had, I was sleeping poorly, uh, and just, just realized that I've been on my phone like too late at night. Um, and then also like, I actually didn't take my thirdsy for just a couple nights in a row. Cause I don't always do it every single night. Cause I was a, you know, it was a night that wasn't necessarily, um, aligned with my normal routine, but last night was a routine night, which means I got to, you know, put my phone down a little bit early. I got some reading in and then like right before I sit down to read for about 30 minutes, I, I had my glass of thirdsy. Uh, and man, I woke up to my alarm blaring this morning and normally I'm like restless in the middle of the night and I'm always checking my watch. Like, what time is it? You know, but, uh, it's, it's just something that I, I really love, uh, book ending my day with it. Um, I have my coffee in the morning to wake up and then I have my, my third day at night to, as like a nighttime coffee, I guess you could say in terms right. of routine. And I decided I'm actually, I'm, as soon as we're done doing a video shoot here at Wad Prep HQ, I'm driving up to Steamboat for a business conference uh, and snowboarding and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm going to, I'm freaking bringing it. I'm bringing my bag of, of thirdsy powder so I can, so I can actually sleep despite I'm sure all sorts of debauchery that will be happening at this conference. Um, so yeah. <laughs> debauchery. I, um, I love it. I take it about four nights a week. Um, I don't do it every night. But it absolutely helps me get deeper sleep, longer sleep. Um, I just, you know, I feel rested in the morning and I'm not drowsy. Like those are things I hate about sleep supplements. I always feel drowsy and, and yep. uh, you know, it doesn't have um, melatonin. Uh, melatonin in it. And, uh, and so that really helps me. I think it just, you know, just really, really deep sleep and kind of gives me crazy dreams for whatever it's worth. I should start journaling and, and talking about them on this podcast. It'd be awesome. But um <laughs> Just have an yeah. extra bonus episode. It should bonus be. episode. Bonus John's episode. dreams. We'll we'll work that in the next contract uh, with Thirdsy. We're going to do an entire episode of dreams that come off their sleep supplement and see how that goes. Love it. They'll either sell none or they'll unedited. Sell out. 
Unedited. That's Unedited the key. Completely. That's good stuff. Anyway, go to thirdz.com, uh, T-H-I-R-D-Z-Y.com and use our code SCALEZZZ. So S-C-A-L-E-Z-Z-Z. And uh, I think it's 25%. I think that's right. Uh, and if you go to the Instagram, my Instagram page is a link to it. It'll take you right to the landing page and it'll auto-populate the discount. So good stuff. Uh, all right, let's jump in. I got I got so many questions on this one. So what's what do you think is the biggest hurdle for people on this one? So here's what I'm going to say, and this is kind of practice for the video I'm about to shoot. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting the the tips before anyone else gets them. Um, and I appreciate you listening to them. So I think the key here, from a strategy perspective, is to simplify the complexity. There's a ton of different movement variations. There's a ton of different weights. I'm not going to go through all of them. The key for this workout is to realize where your limiter is going to hit you. And what I mean by that is chances are for a lot of people listening, there's a certain point in the workout where they reach an element that they're like, I don't think I can do that. Or I've never done that before. Normally it's going to be for that gymnastics. So hypothetically, um, you know, in the RX division, we have three different gymnastics. We have pull-ups, chest bar pull-ups, and bar muscle-ups. A lot of people are going to be able to get to the bar muscle-ups with a decent chunk of time left, even if they are not very good at gymnastics. The goal is to identify the fact that, hey, maybe I have never done a bar muscle-up, or maybe I'm right on the edge and I can do them every once in a while, like I'm hit or miss. If you approach this workout Rather than a sprint, you focus on moving smooth and controlled through the first part, first couple parts, and then get to the bar muscle-ups with a little bit of time and a lot of energy. That is what you are going to need to get that rep. If you can get one rep, just going from zero to one at your limiting movement will make all the difference in the world. Being able to do that one rep, whether it's the one rep of bar muscle-ups or perhaps the one rep of chest bar pull-ups, um, or in the scale division, maybe just the one pull-up. Being able to do one rep of that limiting gymnastic movement is going to move you up thousands and thousands of places on the leaderboard. So the key is to identify where that is and make sure that you get to that part of the workout with a little bit of time left. When I say a little bit, maybe like a couple minutes or so, but lots of energy the trap that a lot of people are going to run into, let's move back to my bar muscle up example, is they're like, oh, I got pull-ups. I got chest to bar. I just can't do bar muscle ups yet. They're going to go pedal to the metal. They're going to sprint like every other open workout. They're going to sprint their way through the first couple rounds. And then they're going to get to that bar muscle up with freaking five minutes left or something like that. Or, or, or maybe, you know, three minutes left with pure exhaustion and then they're just going to flounder for three minutes and not get any reps. I'd rather you get there with two minutes left and have more energy to actually give a true attempt at some bar muscle ups than someone who gets there with four minutes left and is just absolutely freaking smoked and exhausted. So that's just one example. You can apply that to whatever limiter it is. You need to get there with a little bit of time and more energy in the tank than you would normally do when you approach the workout. That to me is the entire kind of strategy crux of this workout. And then we can get into more details and, and nitty gritty, but that's kind of the, the overall strategy, I think here. Well, I think my strategy lines up perfectly with yours. I'm completely in alignment. You have to find out where your 
breaking point is. Yeah. Uh, what I the easiest way for me to define it to people is break up early and often. So when you get to that movement, you're good to go. So like for me, I'm just like eyeballing this thing. You know, there are a lot of people out there that like the double unders, if you can do double unders, they will not be very limiting for you. Probably it's 42, 36. And if you get back to them, it's 30, right. Which are relatively low rep scheme, but I would tell you, break them up. Don't jack your heart rate up. There's no reason to, to try to do them unbroken. Now 42 isn't a lot, but break them up. Why not? You got some time. Keep your heart rate down. Same for the pull-ups. Break them up and break them up earlier than you think you need to. A lot of people will look at that and go, I can do 21 unbroken, so I will. Or I can do 10 and 11, so I will. Nope. <laughs> Find smaller sets. Do yeah. 6, 5, 5, 5, or 7, 7, 7, or do 3 times 7. Like Pick small sets. Keep your heart rate down. That should be, that for me, that's the name of the game for this entire thing all the way through. Keep your heart rate down. So when you get to the bar muscle ups or which, you know, even in the scale to whatever that scale is at that point, that's probably the hardest movement you're going to come up against. Chest to bar. If it's yeah. scaled. Yeah. Yeah. Any chest to bar or whatever you need as much energy as possible to get whatever up. Cause to your point, like I've seen opens, it was, I, I don't remember if it was 2012 or 2013. Maybe you remember Ben It's where you do, you do Karen and uh, then you do like 150 double unders. And then I was 2014, do- I believe. Yeah, something like that. It was like you do 150 wall balls, and then it was like 100, 90, 90 double unders, 90 and double then, unders, yep. and 30 muscle ups. Yep. And and so many people made that critical mistake of they just went balls to the wall all the way through the you know no pun intended the wall balls and the and the double unders, and then they couldn't do a muscle up because they're too yep. exhausted. And the yep. people that learned to pace that realized that if they just got one or two muscle ups versus the people that got none, they just blew past people on the leaderboard. Yeah. And then I have to add something there that I think is really important for, for everyone listening. Uh, if you're going to hit that limiter, let's say you get, we're just going to keep using bar muscle-ups as the example here, but this could be chest of bar pull-ups for the scale division as well. You get to your limiter. Do not just go fail, 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 right? Like the amount of times I see people get to a limiter and then they try to make 35 attempts every one of which is a failure on that movement. Imagine the amount of energy you're wasting. If you just do a few attempts, like if you know you only have maybe like one bar muscle up in the tank, you only got a few shots to shoot, okay? Take your time and rest strategically. If there's three minutes left in the workout before you hit the time cap, then guess what? Aim for maybe one rep every 30 seconds or heck, one rep every minute if you want. Because I'd rather have quality attempts with the highest percentage of succeeding over the quintessential person that just keeps trying and failing over and over and over and keeps jacking their heart rate up right. and it gets worse and worse and worse. It's like you gotta you gotta recollect, you gotta take a deep breath and make sure that your your attempts at that specific movement count. Make them count. Don't just sit there and, and flail around. Yep. Let's talk about thrusters for a second, Ben. I, like you know, that's a movement that's really. Um, I mean, it's obviously super common in workouts yep. throughout CrossFit, but it's also one I think people underestimate, particularly where you're going up in weight. Have you looked at this and given any thought to how you think you would tell a scale, scaled athlete to break this up based on the increasing weight as you go along? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that first set's going to be a bit of a trap, just like the first gymnastics uh, protocol. Um, I am a big fan 
I'll put it to you this way. The workout is not one on the thrusters. Okay. So with that in mind, it doesn't really matter if you waste, I'm putting this in air quotes, everybody. If you waste a little bit of time on the thrusters to save energy for the gymnastics, that is, is time well spent because having a little bit of extra energy to move through those gymnastics is, is going to save you a lot more time than just maybe doing one extra set of thrusters. So usually for a, for a rep scheme like this, I'm going to suggest descending sets. So for the round of, uh, let's say 21, you could do something like eight, seven, six, you know, you do eight, you drop it, shake it out, take a couple breaths, pick it back up, seven, drop it, take a couple breaths, six. And if my math is correct, that adds up to 21. Uh, sure hope it does. And I would, I would do that, uh, descending rep scheme for both, uh, for all three barbells or at least the heavier ones. Um, I don't know if like for myself, I don't know if I'm going to break up that set of 95. I might not. Cause it does seem like for people with proficiency, this is a bit of a sprint, but my goodness, if I can save enough energy to where I get to those bar muscle ups and I can hit those bar muscle ups and those last set of thrusters nearly unbroken or in two sets each, uh, the amount of time you'll save is drastic compared to the amount of time you would make up by like doing two sets instead of three on the front end of the workout. So for most people, whether you're scaled RX on the border, masters, whatever, descending rep schemes on the thrusters is a really good idea. And it seems to work well. And it's just going to help keep that heart rate under control so that you can use the extra heart rate that you got to attack the gymnastics. I would add to that a couple of things. First of all, when you look at the workout, don't look at it in total. And what I mean by that is most people, like I'm looking at it for myself going, I will not get past the 15 bar muscle-ups. I don't think there's a chance I can get past that. So now I'm determining my rep scheme and how I break it up based on that rep count, not the 12 minute time cap total rep count that comes with it. Right. Yep. That's the first thing I'm looking at. The second thing I would say is, you know, again, you I want you keeping your heart rate down. So when I look at thrusters, my biggest um, fault in thrusters is that I forget to breathe at the top. And so thrusters are a lot like wall balls. When you throw the ball and your hands are above your head, you should be taking a deep breath in and, yeah. and, and getting oxygen in your lungs. I'm sure, you know, I hope everyone listening to this realizes oxygen is what keeps you moving. Right. <laughs> so it's, the same, it's the same thing with thrusters. That's why, you know, in some of the, um, old school, um, games videos, you see, you know, Froning was famous of being one of the first ones to rest at the top. He would take the thruster to the top and then he'd hold it overhead and yeah. take a deep breath. I personally love this with heavier thrusters as well. You know, with that 95 or whatever the lightweight is for the scale division as well, like it, it might feel really lightweight for you. But once it starts to get heavy, there's something to be said for just um, exhaling on the way up. So imagine I'm standing up and I go. And then as the barbell's locking out is when I'm finishing my exhale. And then as I start to bend my elbows a little bit, I'm inhaling and I'm filling my lungs back for that squat. If that little slight pause at the lockout up top, especially with those heavier thrusters, it makes such a huge difference than trying to just go really, really, really fast and get it over with. Um, that extra time over tension is surpassed by being able to actually get oxygen into your lungs with that extra pause at the top. Yep, it's game changing. And and I think moving into the next movements, like where they're, you know, double unders prior to thrusters, that's why I'm advising breaking those up. 
instead of doing 42 unbroken double unders and then going into thrusters, break them up into, you know, in this case, maybe a couple of sets or three sets, keep your heart rate down. You're not breathing heavy. So you can actually focus on your breathing. Like my struggle is always when I start to breathe heavy, it's hard to rein it in. It's hard to focus on it. It's hard to control it. You, you know, you're just gasping for air and you know, your body needs it. So, yep. you know, yep. I would certainly, Absolutely. I would certainly look at that piece. And then I think you have to think about, um, you know, assuming you get, you know, into the, what is essentially the second round, the 1836, 18, and you're back into that heavier weight of thrusters, you know, I, I don't know how you're viewing it here, Ben, but for me, like my sets are going to be far smaller at that weight than, right. than I think even I want them to be. Yeah. So th- that's a good one where it's like, all right, if, if you look at that and you're like, all right, I can't do three sets, you know, the, let's say, um, I mean, you could do like, what would it, what would it be for the set of 18? Come on, Ben. Uh, it would be seven, six, five right? If we wanted to break it up into three sets of, and do descending. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that, if you look at that and that's too much, then add a fourth set, you know, to basically like, again, descending from the top down, um, start with a slightly bigger set, drop that bar, take a few breaths, pick it back up, right back into it. But it's nice to pick up that bar and have a little bit less work. There's something mental about like, uh, I don't like breaking up these sets into even sets, if you pick that bar back up and you're like, I got one or two reps less than I did in the previous set, thank God, right? It just helps accelerate you forward, I think. I think the other thing for me, like just, I, again, I'm, I'm kind of looking at the, I know I got it before everybody else, but looking at it in real time as I'm like trying to decide my strategy here, you know, part of the strategy for me is always mental and, you know, pull-ups and thrusters is obviously Fran, right? And in the workout Fran, it's 45 reps in total. Well, if you know you're not getting into that third round very deep, you're not going to do that. You're going to do, you know, 21 and 18 is 30. You're going to do 39. So you're actually going to do fewer reps than you would in France. So those first two sections should go relatively quickly for you, or they could if you're willing to sprint it like you like you would, Fran, as an example. Uh, and I guess that's why the, you know, my big advice to people that mirrors yours have been is to slow it down. Like the problem with Fran is it catches up with you and it catches up with you usually about two minutes after the workout's over. Well, you're going to, if you blaze through pull-ups, double unders and thrusters twice, and you get to the bar muscle ups thinking, all right, well, I'll just take a minute and recover. It's going to take far longer than you have left on the clock to recover. Yep. Absolutely. It will will catch up to you. And then your bar muscle ups will actually get worse and worse and worse and worse. So you should be thinking, you know, how do I come down that ladder? Not, you know, how do I get my heart rate moving the opposite direction? Not, you know, jacking it up through the ceiling. And I think that's where really small sets are prudent. I don't, I mean, I have no idea how much time you would have on the clock if you did this smartly to get to the bar muscle ups, but my guess, um, I don't know. You tell, what do you think, Ben? I'm, I'm going to guess like you could reasonably get to those bar muscle ups anywhere with six to four minutes to go. Yeah. Um, and even like, I'd even maybe let's go more conservative or like, you know, if you get to the bar muscle ups with two minutes left, um, I think a lot, a lot of people are going to be surprised that they're like, Whoa, I got a whole two minutes left and I'm not even good at this other stuff. I got here a lot quicker than I was expecting. Now what do I do? You know, it's, that's why it's so important to understand when, where are you going to hit your, your limiter? Um, I'm not a huge proponent of redoing anything, but like this is a workout that like the amount of people who are going to be able to improve their score with a redo 
uh, will be tremendous because so many people are going to get, they're going to be surprised at how quickly they move through something. And then they're going to be like, wait a minute, I totally should have gone slower in the first part. And then, you know, gone, you know, been able to save my energy for the second part. And yada, this, this workout is a, is really interestingly designed where it's not going to make people as tired as they thought they were going to be. Because again, that, that limiter, that gymnastics piece is going to come in and stop your progress. Um, so yeah, uh, I think people are going to get to that, to that last gymnastics piece with, it could be six minutes. It could be four minutes. It could be two minutes, but it's still, it's a lot of time. <laughs> it's a heck of a lot of time to, uh, to at least get some solid attempts in. I, I like to do everything in kind of even numbers or I like symmetry, not necessarily even numbers. And so for me, I'd like to get there with three minutes to go, which will give me enough, you know, and so now I've got three minutes to go to do 15 bar muscle ups. Now I know I can't get five in a minute, but can I get three in a minute? Can I get two? Can I get one? Like yeah. just pick a number and work within those minutes, yeah. you know, and, and I know I could give my best work. If I had, if I spend nine minutes on the first part, I know I can give my best work in those final three. Yep. You know, part of it too, I mean, to your point, you don't know until you get into the heat of moment, how you're actually going to feel. I just know how, what pull-ups and thrusters normally do to me. And if I have anything more than three minutes, I'm probably going to be in a bad place. I'm yeah. Guessing. Um, yep. It's uh, especially, I think that just they ran at 18 there that heavy, like the slightly heavier thruster than maybe we're accustomed to. You're going to be like, oh no, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm smoked. Um, I also, I want to make sure that we talk about, um, you know, we've, we've talked about kind of like some overall strategy, but I think uh, there's like a couple, a couple specific pieces that I want to point out for uh, the gymnastics and the double unders, especially because we've already mentioned with the thrusters, I'd say like the breathing and descending rep schemes are, are like two really key elements. Um, a key element of the gymnastics stuff is like when you find, obviously descending sets, great. Singles for a lot of people are going to be fantastic. Like singles, especially at like the second option. Like if you're someone who's trying to get the third element of gymnastics and leave some in the tank to get a few reps there, if you go singles on the gymnastics piece prior to that, so the second gymnastics piece, that's really going to help save you. It's going to help keep things in the tank, so to speak. Another thing beyond just singles, which tends to be a go-to whenever, you know, in pretty much every workout, um, is the idea of, of, of learning this, like this drop in method or the jump in kip. Basically what we want to do is, is we want to maximize your chances of getting above the bar or, uh, scale division, getting your chin above the bar or getting your chest to the bar, whichever one's your limiter. I highly recommend, you know, doing some research in some of my videos that I have on YouTube where I talk about how to get your first blank. So like I have a video, first chest to bar, first bar muscle up, first toes to bar even would be applicable in this case. And all of them, I talk about this technique that I introduce every open called the box drop in. And basically what we're doing is we're just like kind of jumping off a, a little platform into a really, really, really strong kip. And that allows us to do these single reps without using as much energy. And if you're someone who's like right on the borderline of being able to get your chest to the bar, or you're right on the borderline of being able to get over the bar into a bar muscle up, sometimes just adding this little extra powerful jump into your kip makes all the difference. And it is still legal, still passes the standard requirements. 
So I would highly recommend, uh, you know, looking into that. That would be a big one for the gymnastics. Yeah. It, the other piece I, um, it's kind of similar to that, or at least it's related. I think this is a workout that can frustrate people because it's got, you know, a couple of, um, high skill movements, like, you know, double unders, you could consider that high skill for a lot of people, yeah. anything chest to bar or over the bar becomes high skill for a lot of people. So whatever that movement is, that is your limiter. Not only should you be saving time to get there, but I want you to celebrate it when you get there and take enough time to do it. Well, if you're going to get your first, take your time to get there. You know, Ben yeah. said it earlier, don't flail on the bar. It'd be the same thing on double unders. Don't just sit there and just whip yourself on it. You know, mm-hmm. like you want to, I want you celebrating when you get there. So, yep. you know, if double unders is your problem and that's what you're trying to get to take your time, getting through the pull-ups and then get as many quality double unders as you can and be super proud of whatever your result is. And it's the yep. same thing for chest to bar pull-ups. If you've never gotten one, make it your goal to get one. You know, and if you get one, then go get a second and a third. Cause I can tell you as someone who had a PR in an open one year, couple of years, there's no greater feeling and you never forget it, but you have to set yourself up for success for that. So if your chest to bar is your thing, you know, take a lot of time going through that first round way more than you would in any other workout. So you're there completely fresh and ready to go and get your PR. Yep. It's, it's an, it's an important thing to learn in the open is to figure out like, how do I get past these limiters? So when you get back to training, you can start making them no longer limiters. Yep. Once you, once you know, you can do something, you can do it on a regular basis. So agreed. Any, anything else like in the scale divisions, Ben, I, you know, I, I know we've got some jumping, there's some jumping chin over the bar pull-ups. I would, so one thing I would point out too, um, it's going to be really easy for people to think that these, you know, if you're in the scale divisions going, okay, what's jumping pull-ups. So that's a, not hard. Jumping pull-ups will tie you up quickly. You need to yeah. break those up just like we're recommending everybody else to break up movements. Like I, when I was in the skill division a couple of years ago, I made this mistake. So just take this first stand where I went into work. I was very similar to this jumping pull-ups uh, into thrusters. And I've been like, I'll do all those jumping pull-ups unbroken. It's like a double under. It's not like a double under because you're exhausting, you know, your, your shoulders are bouncing on the bar. So you're exhausting your shoulders and your heart rate is absolutely jumping just like a double under. By the time I got to the thrusters, I was already done and shocked how tired my arms were. So, um, yeah. you know, if you're doing some of these scaled movements that include jumping uh, and getting your chin over the bar, you need to take it seriously and and break those up too. Yep. Another um, tip, this is for both scaled and RX. When we're on that jump rope, whether you're doing the single unders of the scaled division or the double unders of the RX division, do not count your reps. Please let someone else count them for you. The reason being is because very often, like every one of these movements is a movement that's difficult to breathe with, especially if you're in charge of the counting. Those, those pull-ups, especially the like chest to bar stuff, it's very difficult to breathe because you're actively like hitting your chest. The, I'm looking at the jump rope as that is the time to breathe in this workout. But as many of you probably realize, Double unders aren't a breather for a lot of people or single unders aren't a breather for a lot of people because they're busy counting. When I'm counting like one, two, three, four, I like naturally have this hyperventilation that happens and, and you don't get good breaths. So what I want you to do is to tune out everything. Do not count for what might be the first time ever. Pick up your rope, start spinning, and just be sure that your judge has instructions before the workout on how they're supposed to let you know that you're 
you know, what rep you're on or, or how, when you're done the set, because if you can just pick up the rope and just focus on, you know, like breathing, try to, that is your time, believe it or not, to like get your breath under control. And if you're the one who's focusing on the counting and you're not using your judge as their their duty, which is to count for you and you count for yourself as well, it's going to turn into, and you're just hyperventilating. And then you're just, you know, the wheels could fall off. So I really, really focus on the, on the jump rope piece needs to be the piece that you really, you throw counting out the window and you breathe. That's the goal. Yeah, that's really good advice. I was just talking to somebody about this the other day that having a judge that counts for you loudly is really key. And on double unders, it's it's especially key. Yep. Uh, the last thing you want to do is sit there and have to count your reps. Have somebody else count them out for you. Make sure, you know, and be very clear on what you want them to do because everybody counts differently. Like I tell my judges going in, I want to hear your voice. I want you to be loud. If you're going to know rep me, do it with authority. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, don't, sure. don't do anything passively. And, you know, I think that's important. And I think you're right. Like the breaks in this one are on the pull up, really pull ups and thrusters where there's a bar or a barbell, you physically can't move. Like you have to move it or you have to jump to it. You know, you should be thinking, all right, I'm, those were my, the bulk of my breaks are going to be. The only advice I would give you is when you're taking breaks, like look at the clock, set a time to it. Yeah, so or count me, your breaths. That's another one I like yeah. to use. It's like, you know, limit yourself to five breaths during your break. Yeah. Like I look at pull-ups. So as an example, if I were going to do three sets of seven, right, just to do some easy math here, I would tell myself, I'm going to give myself a three second break or a five second break in between sets of seven. So if I gave myself a five second break, I know now I'm going to do three sets of seven and I'm giving up 15 seconds. That's 15 seconds. I can't capture back. And so if you can start, you know, start thinking of it in terms like that, it's no different than the training you do day in and day out where they go, all right, you're going to do a lift every two minutes or yep. every minute on the minute you're doing this. Like if you can start timing your breaks, it, it gives you way more control over a workout like this, where you have, you know, just a ton of reps that you have to get through and, and makes it less mentally challenging, at least for me. And, you know, most everything's mentally challenging for me. So. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's going to be fun. Each this, uh, this workout is, is going to really open a lot of people's eyes to what they're capable of. Uh, this is like, this is one of those workouts where like people are going to be able to feel the magic. Yep. They're going to be able to feel those, those, uh, breakthroughs that maybe the first couple of workouts didn't necessarily show us that we were capable of. This one is going to lead to a lot of firsts. This could be the first time some people have ever thrustered these weights, um, and I'm super excited to watch it. I think it's going to be a great workout. I'm, I'm pumped about all of it. The time cap isn't too close. You know, it's, if it was a 10 minute time cap, you'd be like, Ugh. you know, that's maybe a little bit too fast, but the 12 minutes is great. I wish it was maybe 15 or 14 or something like that. But, but I think 12 minutes is going to allow people to, to experience their limiter, uh, pretty quickly and get a lot of good reps in. Yeah, I agree. All right. Good stuff. Well, before we go, make sure you guys, uh, Go to our sponsors, you can, you can.co or to third C, third C.com and use our codes, uh, scale for UConn, for you can and uh, scale ZZZ for third Z and get your discounts and get your rest and your carbs in because it's going to be a fun weekend. Yes, sure. this is going to be fun. And obviously, I know I, I, I'm a broken record on a lot of these podcasts, but Man, this is this is the wad prep workout. Uh, we have videos for every single one of these things, especially in the RX division. If you're someone who's anxious or nervous about 
doing thrusters, yeah, type in wad prep thruster into YouTube. Uh, the the pull-ups, the bar muscle-ups, the chest-to-bar, if you're trying to get your first, just type in first bar muscle-up, wad prep into YouTube, and we have a video for it. Like We, ha- we have videos for this. This is this this is one that we've we've trained all our lives to help you get a better score on this workout. So uh, I would love to be able to help make that happen. And I'm I'm so thankful that you're here listening to to the tips, the early tips. All right, I can't come, wait to come back next week and find out how we both did. And uh, everyone else, let us know how you did. We'd like to hear that too. So, yes, peace. All right, have fun, Ben. Everyone, we will chat with you guys next week.